Welcome to a special edition of the Blue Collar Nation podcast, where Eric and Larry bring you the best and brightest minds in the blue collar world to help us weather this unprecedented storm. And now, on to the show. Hello, this is Larry from Blue Collar Nation, and I'm here with my business partner, Mr. Eric Sprague, the Tech Whisperer, and we have a special guest today, Sean Van Dyke, an expert in the contracting field. And this is the podcast to see what would the expert do now with this crisis that we have with the virus. How are you today, Eric and Sean? Hey, I'm I'm doing great. I've been uh, the wife and kids are at the beach at spring break. They left me here to work, so I'm I guess my wife social distanced me. I guess that's how that works. <laughs> that's what I did with I, Eric I, too. I think, yeah. yeah, Larry sent me back to Utah, social distanced the business partner, and I think my wife wants to too, but she doesn't have anywhere to send me. <laughs> so, <laughs> she's stuck. Well, Sean, so what's going on in the uh, the contracting world with all this going on? Well, I think we're still at the kind of the beginning stages of whatever's going to take place, especially in the on the residential side. I mean, I think that uh, on the commercial side, uh, there's some things going on. You know, in big cities, things are shut down. Uh, but I've already started to see some things where the building uh, inspection departments, other things like that are, are going to be opening up, but you know, no one, no one really knows, but one, like I was on uh, a panel discussion just a few minutes ago before we jumped on here and interesting point was made that, Hey, the, for the big commercial stuff, the credit markets aren't, haven't been necessarily affected yet. So we really don't know what's going to happen on the commercial side of things. And so until, you know, these big projects that are funded by credit and other things, there's probably a little bit more uh, time to go on on those. And on the residential market, it seems to be, this is going to sound like a bad term, but it seems to be you know somewhat isolated. I mean, meaning isolated in a shorter amount of time. Uh, building, building departments, uh, inspections and public buildings have been shut down. But I'm hearing word that they're, they have plans, they're putting plans in place to, you know, limit the number of people. And then I think also that inspectors are requiring that no one be on a job site. So they're kind of ramping back up. Is that going to cause delays? Yep, absolutely. There's going to be some, there's going to be some delays, but I don't think that it's like a total crash uh, right now. Right now things, yeah, shutting down real quick, but it seems like things are going to, they're, the, the officials are working and getting these things back. back they're trying to keep things going, Yeah, which is the idea. Yeah. So what, what are you hearing from your clients as far as looking for your advice? Kind of what, what are the conversations like boots on the ground that you're having? Yeah, it's really okay. Hey, uh, you know, what should we do? Like I got these questions, a lot of these questions yesterday through my private Facebook group uh, for the folks that are in the profit first for contractors program. And they're like, Hey, what do we need to do with profit first? Like, how do we change it? And I'm like, here's the great thing about profit first and math in general <laughs> It doesn't, doesn't change, change. <laughs> right? It doesn't change. You the math isn't going to change, yeah. right? So you still need to identify, you need to identify what money's coming in, what money needs to go out. And if that money changes a little bit, you need to jump back into your numbers and apply the same math. So, you know, I don't know, we were projecting a revenue over the next 60 days of X and now it's Y. Great. Apply the same math run it through the system and then get really, really tight. It's the same thing that we teach when things are really good. Hey, run a really tight business anyway. So I'm trying to stay really positive with my, with my clients and answering these questions and saying, listen, there are some things that you need to probably do over the next 60 days to stay out in front of this, meaning building relationships with people, making sure that 
people know how to contact you, how you solve problems and adding value to people. And if you do any kind of scrambling over the next, again, I'm just kind of picking a 60 day window. If you yeah. do any kind of scrambling over the next 60 days and you generate new ideas and you think, hey, this is gonna solve my problem, guess what? That's a new operating system for you. You do that from now on because if it provides value now, it keeps you relevant and keeps you out there in the market. This is exactly how you need to run your business from now on. Don't just say, oh, whew, we got over that hump. Now we can go back to the old way. Guess what? There is no old way anymore. There's a Larry, new way. Larry and I saw that in 2008 when, when the crash happened. Larry and I became marketing you know, juggernauts. We just marketed like crazy. And the reason that we grew consistently after that is just what you said. We never stopped. You know, guys get comfortable and they go, oh, I don't have to market anymore. (laughs) You know? Yeah. Well, and and that's, that's exactly, that's exactly right. There's two things. I put this video out on Instagram a few days ago. There's two things that I would spend my money on right now. If I owned a construction business, number one, marketing. I want to keep my name and my, my company out there. And then the other part, kind of an offshoot of marketing is I'm going to start advertising for my ideal employees. I'm going to pour money into attracting really good people. And here's, here's why we've heard about the skilled labor gap and everybody's been complaining about it. We can't find good people, blah, 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 all of that kind of stuff. Guess what? There are great people out there that are now available. If you pull back now in 60 days, six months, whatever it is, say, Oh, well, you know, we can't find good people. No, there's, there's good people losing their jobs right now. They're in the mindset to say, okay, I want to get out of the service industry. I've, I'm tired of this roller coaster. I want to get out of this industry, what, whatever it is. And they're desperate and they're looking for jobs. And if you pour money into marketing your, the opportunities that you have, cause I don't, your projects are still on. A lot of projects are still online. We haven't seen them starting to drop off. I would pour money into my marketing and I would pour money into recruiting, not hiring, recruiting. I want to build up a a pool of good candidates. And yeah, guess what? If you're slowed down over the next 60 days and you hire that person, perfect time to train them. You have no excuse. Your projects aren't, your projects aren't up to full speed. So you in 60 days, 90 days, 120 days, you have no excuse not to go find a really great employee with zero construction experience and hire them and train them. I don't care if they're a project manager, uh, an apprentice, you know, office manager, whatever, bring them in, get super focused on training. Because if you're saying, well, our, you know, we're shut down. Great, great opportunity to get really focused on your business. So that's, those are the two things I'd be pouring money into yeah. right now, marketing and hiring. So it's good. Like the leadership skills, the opportunity to be a leader is something yeah. that hasn't been brought up. So I like that. That's really cool. I'd like to talk about the leadership thing. Sean, what would the nuts and bolts of, of that advertising for the ideal employee look like for you? Because I think a lot of guys go, yeah, it's a great idea, but I don't know how to do it. Yeah, so, so I'll give you my formula. And, and you guys will understand this as being great marketers yourself. Here's the formula. Everybody's listening, write this down. It's called the problem, the pain, the plan, the success, the call to action. And you guys understand like, oh, that's just, plain old marketing 101, but people aren't, especially construction business owners don't know that and applying it to their hiring. So what you want to do is you want to state the problem, the problem that is in the mind of that person that's looking for a job. Hey, did you just get laid off? Are you thinking about making a career change? Would you like freedom? Would you like a path to management? Those are the thoughts that are in people's head. Like, man, I hate my job. I wish I had some more freedom. I wish I was on a path, right? State the problem. Don't start with, we're hiring a superintendent. We're looking for, you know, five to 10 years experience. 
that's not going to attract anybody. That's not going to, as I say, stop the scroll, right? So yeah. you state the problem, then you agitate the pain. If you're in suffering from this problem, you probably have this pain. What that does, it makes an empathetic connection with that person. And they say, oh, this company that I know nothing about understands me. The whole point, and you guys will understand this too, the whole point of any marketing is not to get someone to buy. It's to, well, I mean, eventually it is, but you want them to engage with your marketing, right? Like as you send out an email, that the point isn't for them to read the email, it's for them to open the email. So in, you know, when you're advertising, state the problem, agitate the pain, then give them a plan for success. Meaning when, when you come to work here as, fill in the blank, project manager, superintendent, apprentice, whatever that is, tell them one, two, three, here's what you're going to do. Here's what you're going to do here. Here's what we're looking for. And this is going to be a great place to work. And then you get onto the success part of it. When you work for us in six months, you'll be here in 12 months, you'll be here and you'll have all of this stuff. And then after all of that, that's where you list duties, description on all of the other stuff that most people put first. That's kind of my, that's the, you know, kind of nuts and bolts, the problem, the pain, the plan, the success, and then call to action. Send us your resume. Well, actually resumes are dead. Don't send a resume. Just say, email us and tell us why you want to work for this company. What that forces them to do is go do a little bit of research about you. And the people that aren't willing to research you a little bit, then they're not the people you want to hire anyway. Right. Yeah. And what's cool about that is that's a super people centric way to go after labor opposed to just the traditional throw out. I need a superintendent and see who shows up, you know? Yeah. I mean, we've done that. <laughs> it never works. Or very yeah, rarely it, it works. rarely, you get lucky. Hey, yeah. every now and then I go play, you know, I go play the uh, blackjack in, in Vegas and I, I'll get lucky, <laughs> yeah. but you know, I can't feed the kids on it. Well, Larry, Larry talked about, you know, you had mentioned leadership and Larry kind of got on that. And that's another thing. Like it's a huge opportunity for an owner to step up as a leader right now, because that's what the employees need, right? I mean, they need somebody that's going to stand up and say, you know, here's reality. Here's what we're going to do about it. Here's where we're going to be when this is over. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, as a leader, the kindest thing you can do for people is to tell them the truth as hard as that is. Right. So you need to tell them the truth. Like this is, you know, we're, this is pretty sticky for us right now. Um, the next two weeks are going to be kind of touch and go like, yeah. trust me, if, if that's the truth, your people know it. And when you don't tell them that, then they get really scared. People in the, in the absence of information, people make stuff up. So if it's kind of sticky, if it's kind of touch and go, you need to get out in front of that and say, yeah, it's kind of sticky. It's touch and go right now and ask them. This is the most important question a leader could ask right now is put your arm around somebody that you work with and just say, how are you doing? Forget the business. Like, yeah. how are you doing? Everything okay at home? What are your fears? Like, what, what's, what's going on? Just want to know because leaders are so, you know, they're so worried about what's going on. But like, you got to realize that your, your employees are, are pretty scared too. And if you can just do that, like, Hey, how you doing? And then if you have to lay somebody off, uh, that's just, that's just business. But I'm telling you, if people know the truth and that day is coming and you can help them prepare for that, um, then you'll be well-respected. Even if you have to go through a horrible situation, where you have to lay people off. I've done it before too. I had to lay off an employee when she was six months pregnant, worst day ever. 
yeah. in my business career. But I had to do it because it was the right thing to do for the business. But she knew it was coming. We talked about it and that it didn't make it the day. It didn't make it any, any better. Easier. Um, yeah. yeah. But I was able to release her and let her go and let her go find some other opportunities. And now, I mean, it's just amazing. Now she runs her own architecture firm and it's just absolutely incredible. But anyway, you just got to tell people the truth and put your arm around them and ask, how are you doing? So no, it's a big deal. Eric used to bust my chops. I'd walk people to the car after we had to do something. I'd give them a hug. Well, hold on. You made, me, you, made, you made me let everybody go. And then you got to be the good guy who'd go yeah, give good a hug in the parking cop, lot. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, how come I never had to go out in the parking lot and give him a hug? Because you wouldn't have done it. Sean, <laughs> <laughs> welcome to our world. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. So that's good. That's great information for anybody that's listening and trying to figure things out. What you said is a lot of content and people are going to resonate. And if they want to catch up with you, you know, look for Sean Van Dyke online. You've got all kinds of information. I get your emails all the time and you have great information. Sign up for John's new, uh, Sean's newsletter and um, really good content. That was great. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Well, Sean, thank you so much for coming on short notice. We really appreciate it. Hey, anytime, guys. Anytime. All right. Thanks a lot. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Blue Collar Nation podcast. For more information on what Eric and Larry do, please visit www.morningtechmeeting.com or visit us on our Facebook page, Blue Collar Consulting. Thank you and see you back here next week with another amazing episode of the Blue Collar Nation podcast.